the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. Today we continue in a series called Fear Not and Sean focuses on parenting when it comes to facing that fear. What if I'm not on the same page as my spouse? Well, today's version of Reaching for Real Life will be a little fun because Pastor Sean brings up Pastor Lori Azaro, Mrs. Azaro, for some parenting Q&A. Reachingforreallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. If you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do so today. It's a place to give at reachingforreallife.org. The message today is called Fearless Parenting. It's in the series called Fear Not. Pastor Sean starts off in Proverbs 22. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio. In week one and two, the first thing we learned in week one was the beginning of my fearlessness is learning to trust his faithfulness. The beginning of my fearlessness is learning to trust his faithfulness. And, and if you haven't figured this out, okay, let me break it down for you a little bit. He is always faithful. He is always faithful. He loves you like no one else even has the capacity to love you. There's a lot of people who love you in the world, and that's awesome. But he loves you in a way that is truly unique as your creator, as the one who gave his life for you. He loves you, and he is powerful enough to raise Jesus from the dead. And all of that is poured out for us. And that's who we're putting our faith in. The beginning of my fearlessness is, is really learning to trust his faithfulness. And that is very practical ramifications all throughout our life, our decisions, the things that we value, all of it. And then the next week, remember, we learned overcoming fear is not about altering the future, but rather seeing it differently. And we talked about the lenses of faith and fear and the two different ways of looking at the future and looking at the world, fear or faith. That's gonna be a big part of what we talk about today. That's gonna, we're gonna keep bringing that back up because of what the unique subject we're gonna talk about today. And then last week, remember, we unpacked that passage from Philippians chapter four. Do not be anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Last week, we learned one of the great gifts of God's peace is the ability to live free of fear. We're supposed to be people of peace, not people of fear. And yet too often, we're all about fear. Now, as we approach today, it's Mother's Day, one group of people kept coming to my mind for which this issue of fear is a serious struggle, and that is people are parents, not just moms, but moms and dads, parents. Parents are scared because this whole thing with last year with school being out and all the conversations that happened and all the stuff about what's going to happen in the future and the cultural upheaval that we experienced and the, the, some of the things that are being taught in schools kind of came to the forefront, and it's like, holy cow, parents had their fearometers turned up. It's just like there was, all, there was always cause for concern in, in the minds of a parent, but it's like it went to the next level. 
And I want to suggest, as I talk to parents, a lot of parents are scared. They really are. They don't want to see their kids be screwed up, and I think there's three ways that can happen, and the parents are afraid of all three. The first is, what if I screw them up as a parent? You know, what if we don't do communication right? What if I don't communicate the right things? What if I don't do discipline right? What is doing discipline right? How about education? Educational decisions, all those kind of things. What's the right way? Am I smothering them? How much smothering is okay? As I even say it, not much. What if I screw them up? Or what if the world screws them up? Forget me screwing up. What if, what if the world screws them up? What if the faith that we have worked hard to cultivate and support and build into their lives, what if the world damages that and turns them away? What if the conflicting values of the world, what if they embrace those? Education, what if education, what if some of the things as they go and are educated tear down at the fiber and the nature of who they are? How about media and entertainment? constant barrage of values that are very different than what the Word of God teaches and what we believe leads to healthy, joyful, productive life. So what if I screw them up? What if the world screws them up? Or worse yet, what if they screw up? What if they screw up? What, what if they make mistakes? And by the way, parents, as I, even as I say that, and I know a lot of parents, oh, I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to make mistakes. I'm going to raise my child perfect, and then they won't make any mistakes. Stop it. Time out. Did you make any mistakes? There's one guy back there. Nope, not me. I'm still humming along. Sir, you have a very different problem. Let's talk afterwards. Yeah, we made mistakes. And with God's help, we were able to learn and grow, and they will too. But there's this idea, what if they screw up in in ways that are big? What, What if they have the wrong friends, and those friends influence them in the wrong ways? What if they do something really stupid? You know, the older they get, the bigger the consequences of those things. What if they do something that really hurts for a long time? What if they just make bad life decisions? What if in spite of all of our efforts, they make really bad life decisions? Those are the kind of things parents can become very worried and anxious and afraid over. And I want to suggest the the answer is in how we approach our parenting. And one of the words that is used in Scripture in Proverbs 22.6 is the word training. Train, listen to what it says. It says, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Train up in the way he should what? Go. Even when he's old, he'll not depart from it. That word training is, is kind of a bigger word. It's, it's, it's a little bit bigger word than just teaching. See, what it means is it's not about education or information, which is what we emphasize a lot. We emphasize education. We emphasize information. They've got to have all the education. They've got to have all the information. He's saying train them in the way they should go. It's not just about education or information or knowledge. It's about life direction. How should we go? What is the way we should go? It is how they live. This is so important. How they live. This is the point. And I want you to hear me on this. See, it's not, the point is not education. I love education. It's important. It's not achievement. It's not money, income, profession, any of it. What kind of people do they, do they become and how will they live? That's what we focus. And we focus so much on other things, we sometimes miss, miss this idea. It is what kind of people will they become? How will they live? What will their faith be like? Because understand, um, 
as important as education and all the other things are, uh, they're not eternal. Their spirit, their soul is eternal. What kind of eternal beings are they becoming? What is their faith like? How do they view the Lord? How do they serve the Lord? How do they see them, their place in the world? What kind of marriage are they going to have? Relationship with their spouse. What kind of family life with their kids? Here's the thing. We think, oh, I get them to the best school. And we start, we start in, in preschool. If they don't get in the right preschool, their life is shot. It's over. You laugh. There are people like this, okay? Most of them don't go to church here, okay? <laughs> I'll just tell you that. But there are people who it's like if they don't get in the right preschool, well, okay, great. Sorry, Yale, Harvard, ain't going to happen. And if they don't get into Yale, Harvard, they're not going to get with the right company. They're not going to get with the right profession. They're not going to get right with the right law firm. They're not going to get in the right med school. And so it's over. And, and we, get, we get this obsessed. And it's like, what? I don't care if they have a six-figure, seven-figure income every year. Who cares if their life is a train wreck? If they don't understand their place in the world and the God who created them and their relationship with him, if they don't have a wonderful life-giving marriage, if their relationship with their kids aren't life-giving and a blessing and their kids aren't a blessing, what difference does it make? But yet we focus so much and we get so obsessed. It is not about education, achievement, money. It is about how they should live. Train them in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it how they conduct their work, how they treat people, how they have friendships, relationships. See, really, it's just discipleship in the family. That's what discipleship is. Discipleship is helping people become who God created them to be, helping them hear God's voice and follow in obedience and become fully mature followers of Christ. Parenting is just discipleship in the home. Right? Same thing. Jesus said it this way, Matthew 28, 19, 20. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Did you notice what it said? Teaching them to observe. We act like discipleship is about education and, and just training, learning facts, learning the Bible, memorizing scriptures, which are, it's awesome. That's very important. But it doesn't say teaching them what I commanded you. It says teaching them to observe. In other words, to live. Discipleship is about helping people live the way God designed them and created them to live. Parenting is about helping our children live the way God designed them and created them to live. Let me pray for us. Lord, I just pray that you'll help us to hear you. Help us to respond to your word with obedience and with courage, Lord. The courage to follow no matter where you lead. I pray for parents in this room. Help us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church, and this message called Fearless Parenting. It's in the series called Fear Not, which is available right now on the sermon page at reachingforreallife.org. And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others. Just find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. And in fact, your gift of any amount will get you the latest book from Pastor Sean Azaro. 
302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer, but I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. And now back to the message, Fearless Parenting. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio. And let me say, if you're not a parent, <clears throat> you, you, you know, if you're younger and say, I'm not a parent, well, one day you may be. Listen up, okay? Maybe you've already raised your kids. Well, it's never too late to start pointing them in the right direction and influencing them in the important things. And all of us are involved in developing people, and these principles all apply. Because it's Mother's Day and because of this unique topic, we want to handle this a little differently this morning. So I want to introduce a friend of mine. Um, some of you guys know him from KSLR Radio. His name is Baron Wiley. He's now with Bernie Radio. He's the general manager of Bernie Radio, runs that radio station. Uh, he is also my partner on the Reaching for Real Life podcast, and he works with all of our radio program, the radio ministry that we do. And his name is Baron Wiley, and he's going to help us with this next section. So would you give a warm River City welcome to Baron Wiley. Thank you, Sean. Uh, yes, I'm Baron Wiley. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. And I'm going to take liberty here and just kind of give you the little commercial on the podcast and the radio show. First of all, River City Community Church is celebrating 13 years with the radio ministry. That means it's going all over Central South Texas. So praise the Lord for that. The church is happening outside the walls. Some of y'all are here today because you heard him on the radio, and that's exciting. But Sean and I have a blast doing the uh, Reaching for Real Life podcast, and so I give you permission right now to pull out your phone and uh, go to your podcast icon, if that's uh, iTunes or Spotify, and search for Reaching for Real Life. Uh, last week, Pastor Sean talked to uh, Mark Hall from Casting Crowns. In a couple weeks, we're going to talk to Eric Metaxas. It's always kind of that life coaching, life uh, affirming, and real life that Sean's all about. So, uh, so check that out. And if you subscribe, that helps the ministry as well, because once we hit that 1,000 subscriber mark, then good things happen. More people uh, discover River City and the good things happening in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's, like Sean said, we're going to do something different right now. So may I introduce to you the mother and father of two great kids, Pastor Sean and Lori Azaro. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Why, thank you, Baron. <laughs> So uh, Pastor Sean reached out to me last week, and he said uh, he'd like to kind of change up the format a little bit. And, he, and during the podcast, uh, I interview Sean and kind of tee him up to talk about uh, whatever our topic of the week is. And, uh, and so I submit to him some questions, and we go over them. And so I did that for today, and he said, no, use these. And so <laughs> His questions were terrible. Hey, most of the time. Uh, but, but you knock it out of the park every time. So again, Lori, happy Mother's Day to Thank you. Thank you. So glad to have you Thank guys. You. Here on the show. All right. The, the theme is uh, fear not, right? And uh, you're a new parent. You leave the hospital with this little bag of flesh, if you will. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it gets real, real quick. And I'll say yes. it's scary. Yes. Was it scary for you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what, what's scary about parenting overall, a 30,000-foot view? Yeah. Um, I think the scariest part for me was um, knowing that God had given me these, these two precious children, and now I had the responsibility, the great responsibility and privilege to raise them and to make sure that they, as they left the home, they were responsible, hardworking um, Christian believers that were leaders. And so that's a huge, serious responsibility. And I just didn't, like he said <laughs> in the opening, I didn't want to mess it up. And so that, that was daunting. Yeah. Now, and, and it's, it's that moment. I mean, you, you leave the hospital. Up to that point, you've had doctor's appointments. You had the doctors. You had the nurses. Everybody's telling you what to do. And it's what, great because you've never done this before. But then they let you, they, you know, they let you take those people home. It's, it's like, and then you're just there. And then her mom leaves, goes back home. Her mom was with us for a while, leaves and goes back. And it's just us. And it dawned on me, I am, this was Lauren, our daughter. I'm her dad. I mean, this just, it, was, it was like this weight of seriousness of, oh, yeah, this is real. And, you know, it, it's like, I, I don't care what profession you're in, you know. I'm a pastor. I knew, I knew lots of pastors who were so committed and, and sincere taking care of people in the congregation that the kids felt neglected and the kid, pastor's kids didn't do well. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess up God. I want to see this child become everything that you created her to be. And the, the same thing with Ryan. They, they gave us one, and then they gave us two. It was like, wow. All right, so moving on, the, uh, the little bag grows up. And, uh, <laughs> and now we're four or five years old, and we're entering that first day of kindergarten, and now school gets real. And school is scary because of the things maybe they teach in schools nowadays. And so now as a yes. concerned Christian parent, as the case may be, how, do you guys, how did you guys deal with schooling and the decisions you had to make for the education of your children. We should have sent them to school. I really think we should have. <laughs> uh, no, schooling. Um, and with the issues that we had then, I don't think they're near the issues that, that parents have to deal with today, right. um, that our kids are going to have to deal with their grandkids. But for us, um, we got really involved in our kids' schools, very, very involved. And um, we, when they were in public, we did public school, we've done private school, we've done homeschooling, we've done it all, because each year it was oh, like... Then a, you went and started a school. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Nobody else was doing it right. We had to <laughs> um, each year it would be, okay, Lord, what do you have from this year? Where do you want him this year? Um, because each child is different, every school is different. Yep. Um, but when they were in public school, we were very involved, we got to know the teachers, we were there all the time. Um, we had the kids over at our house. We did backyard Bible clubs. We were really, really involved, and, and, and it was a great experience. When, when secondary came along, junior high, it was very different, and the school was not a good influence on Lauren in particular. Um, and so we pulled her out, and we homeschooled because that's what she needed to do. And then next year, okay, God, what about this year? And she ended, both of them actually ended up graduating from Christian school. So for us, it was just a matter of praying and seeing how the schools were affecting them, what was going on in the schools, and if that was something that supported what we were teaching at home or not, and taking it a year at a time. And, and I think it's important. We, weren't, we, we were pretty steady in things, but you kind of have to read what's going on in your kid's life. We, we really wanted to be involved in our public schools. We love our public schools, and we're, we're, we were very supportive, and you know, we were. We were that home that Lori was the home, the home mom and all of that. When Lauren got into junior high, it, just start, it wasn't affecting her well. It was a totally different environment. 
and we weren't able to be involved, and parents, it was kind of lockdown mentality, and it changed, and it wasn't great for her, so we made that decision based on where she was. And so I, I, w- I would just say, you know, we had the benefit of Lori. She's an educator. I mean, that's, Lori's a teacher. So when it came to homeschool and stuff, that was very natural for her. Um, you got to pray about the educational decisions and just respond to where your child is. You know, that, that's, I think, what, what mm-hmm. we always did. As long as our kids were doing well and they were thriving and their friendships were good and we were able to be involved and help give some guidance, then great. And when it wasn't, we made changes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's change gears a little bit and uh, maybe have some fun real quick here. Uh, the topic is, is discipline, and uh, I'm reminded of that great uh, verse in the King James that says, uh, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, go to the land that I will show you and pick out your own thy switch. I think is how it goes, right? Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I don't think they, they teach that anymore, especially at the, for the lady of the Walmart. God bless her. For the out of the control child there. So, so why are parents afraid to discipline nowadays, do you think, Guys, is that fair to ask? Um, yeah, I, I think they're confused ask. more. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I think they're. I think they're confused. I think one, um, our our society today makes it look like you shouldn't really discipline your kids. You know, you're going to break their psyche, or you're going to, you know, mess them up if you tell them no. Um, I think the understanding should be that discipline is something that's a part of the training that we do. Again, the scripture says, train your child in the way they should go. So discipline, you discipline your diet, you discipline your finances, you discipline your health choices. So you need to discipline your habits and your lifestyle. And so when you're disciplining your kids, all you're doing is trying to help them understand healthy habits, healthy lifestyles, godly principles, and you're helping train them in learning how to make those decisions. Yeah. Now, and discipline here's the thing, discipline, it's like, and and we're talking as early as a year old. When your little one-year-old looks at you and and you tell them, no, don't do that, you know they completely understand, and then they go do it anyway, it's time for discipline. It's time for discipline because they have to, at some point, either you're going to discipline them or somebody will one day, you know? If you you don't put them in timeout, people call policemen will put them in timeout, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so from at each age, and it's age appropriate, and you know, th- you got to keep in mind the difference between the word discipline and punishment. Discipline looks forward. We discipline because we want them to become something that is the best they can be. Punishment looks back on what you did. What you did was bad. Discipline looks forward what you can become. And I, I just, a formula that I've found always is a great formula. Just good, firm discipline and just tons of crazy, sloppy love. When they know they are loved, you think they're awesome. You even think they're funny. You know, I know I'm your dad, but I think you're hilarious. I like being with you. And th- but I'm also, here's the boundaries, and we're going we're gonna to reinforce those, and we're going to enforce the, the discipline. And that makes such a big difference in a kid's life. They receive it differently. And we weren't afraid of the why question. Right. When they'd say why, it was never a way to avoid discipline. Right? Or it wasn't a way to avoid obedience. Why do I have to do that? Well, go do it and come back and I'll tell you why. You know, because it's not a diversionary tactic. But I, I just think what it does is it trains kids and they learn they're not the center of the universe. They learn they can do some hard things and it's really good for them. Uh, in San Antonio, if you grew up, a lot of people know the power of the chancla. Do you have your own? Uh, <laughs> what was your method there in discipline? There? <laughs> the chancla. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Gay as chunkla. Gay as chunkla. 
what was your method of? Uh, we had a wooden spoon. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, oh, okay. yes. Okay. Gringos, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gring, did you yeah. just say gringos, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen? Well, uh, we. We believed in spankings, and so... Um, what you use? I want to well, know what Well, okay, use. what I use. Ask my kids about the white sandal. They'll tell you the about white the white sandal. sandal. The yeah. white yeah. sandal. The white sandal. <laughs> All right. My dad had a deal called the nail belt. Oh! I don't want to I'm know. not kidding. <laughs> it was rough when but I was growing up. You didn't use a nail belt. I didn't use a nail belt. You know, no, I had little wooden things in it. No. <laughs> Now, God created both you guys uniquely yes. there, too. I'm probably confident that your style of parenting might be a little different than Sean's. How, does, yes. how do y'all work that in between the two of you guys when it comes? Always harmoniously. What do you mean? Well, of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you can tell, Sean and I are very different people. And so we see things very differently with our kids. Um, we had the same goals and objectives where we wanted them to be, but getting their um, methodology was very different. And so... Um, it actually ended up being a good balance, not that there weren't struggles along the way, but, like, I'm very regimented and, and scheduled, and, you know, there's plans and structure. And so when they were little, that worked great because your kids need all of that. When they got older and I had to let go of some of that control, um, it was good because he, he is more just kind of free hands. And um, as long as I step back, it, it, I think it was a good balance. It was yeah. a good balance. And I think it's really, Lori brought a whole lot of things to the table that I, I knew were important. I might not, I definitely wouldn't have brought them as well, but I might not have brought them at all. I mean, I, I believe in discipline, but I'm more arranged and kind of let them operate free and arranged, which again, as they got older, was exactly right. And so it, it what was a, a stark difference, you know, when, we, when the kids moved out and they were fully out and we were empty nesters, we said, wow, what do we fight about now? We have, <laughs> I mean, the kids aren't here. What do we, what do we fight over? But, but we really did see that while it was occasionally a point of conflict, it was more often than not a point of strength because of the diversity. That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series called Fear Not, it's available right now on demand at reachingforreallife.org. And we'd also love to hear from you on our Contact Us page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, right next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. As Reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church, and we hope you join us again next time as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.